Hello, and now a word from our sponsors. This episode of the Evil Ego Hour podcast is sponsored by 2015, the new VR experience. From the creators of America the Movie comes a new VR experience that takes nostalgia to the next level. Do you miss a simpler time? A time where the worst of your concerns were earth-shattering natural disasters, mass shootings, and Pokemon Go? Or perhaps maybe you miss being ignorant to the great tragedies of the world. The developers at Hivemind Studios have created a new virtual experience that puts you back in the year 2015. A year that had the decency to at least pretend like everything wasn't so shitty. New technology lets you explore a world similar to the one you live in now, but with more germs. And the exact same amount of police shootings. This is... 2015. No stalling today. You already know where you at. We're not going to keep going through this, okay? It's the Evil Ego Hour podcast with Coach Cody Manawi. I'm your host, Knight. Okay, hopefully you know this by now. I don't mean to sound rude, but I don't want these episodes to get too long and you got a doozy coming your way, so you already know your boy got to get to the shits. Today's topic is an important one. Today's topic is misogyny. I didn't even know how needed this episode was until we started doing it. Of course, you always think about how ingrained misogyny is into society, but until you start to really pick it apart, you realize how. It's, it's, it's normalized. It's just regular. I used to ride around as a kid listening to Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre, and then the hooks were just, we don't love them hoes. That was like the hook. <laughs> Like, we don't love, why, why not? <laughs> and, and it's really not funny. I mean, it's almost like some type of weird, sick programming, which we talk about in the episode. Uh, also, if there's any fans of Aristotle, uh, I know we've championed him on the podcast before. Uh, this episode, we do not. <laughs> we do not make Aristotle look good in this one just a heads up for all my aristotle groupies uh and we talk a little bit about women's role in misogyny we don't talk too much about it because that would be like weird as my co-host points out we we know that you know the women who perpetuate misogyny is not necessarily their fault uh but it does exist and towards the end of the podcast our guests our first guest of the season uh, the lovely Nakaira drops some super insightful historical facts that that really like shed light and give a lot of context to why there was an attempt to to control women early on. Um, so I think this is a amazing bang up podcast. Another one. You know, it, it, we tried hard not to generalize people too on this podcast, but it's hard when you start talking about gender and. You know, I know there's a lot more than just ladies and gents, but come on, people, work with me. As always, Beats by Makile. Link to his beat page will be in the description. 
please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. And send it to somebody. Send these episodes to somebody who you feel like needs to hear it. Or needs more explanation on a certain thing. Or maybe you were just having a conversation about something like this. Send it to a friend. Okay? Alright, I'm done. I, I just said I didn't want these to be long. Okay? It's the Ibu Go Hour Podcast with Coach Cody Manawi. I'm your host, Knight, and I think there's nothing left to do, if I'm correct. Uh, yeah, let's go ahead and begin the program. This looks familiar. This looks very familiar. Yeah. But not for everybody. This might be new to some people. Yeah, this might be new to some people. So I'm going to go ahead and lay the template of what we doing, where we at, and what exactly is going on. I'm already out of breath. Uh-oh. Evil Eagle Eagle Hour. Hour. Podcast, program, audio show, whatever you want to call it, wherever episode is the first episode with Coach Cody Manabi. I'm your host, Knight, here again. Another one. Another one. A great one. Another one. This I is one it. that I've been itching, and yeah. I'm glad that you did a lot of research too. You probably okay. Did you know, you 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 definitely push this as a topic. Yeah. You know, I play around and I beat around the bush, but I'm gonna go ahead and tell y'all today. We the got a topic lot to talk about. Is Misogyny. 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 Now, at first, I was a little bit apprehensive about this topic, and I'll mm-hmm. tell you why. Yeah, please tell me why, uh, because you was <laughs> ducking this one. And I was like, yes, Wasn't we ducking need. it. Wasn't ducking it. No, I was no. like, we need to talk about this. She's like, okay, but what are we going to duck no, about? I, see, no, that is a, a very good impression of me. And also, I think that the main thing was that I didn't know how we could make a whole episode out of it. I was like, oh, should we include this in it? O- oppression? You know, should misogyny have its own no, episode? We... Is that misogynistic? Yeah, I think he was. I just think he was avoiding it. <laughs> Is that I don't... inherently misogynistic? I like... just think it, like, it's, gonna, it's going to inevitably shine a light on both of our like internalized misogyny yeah. and like how society has shaped us. And it's, you know, a, a lot of we have a lot of women listeners um, and they encouraged us to have, yeah, we have um, a lot of women listeners. Yeah, and and I think it's important for us to talk about this from our from our point of view, mainly because not a lot of women, I mean, not a lot of men talk about um, misogyny and and patriarchy, and uh, it's important for us to have that conversation, not just on behalf of women, but even on behalf of ourselves because mm. we're creating uh, a world that we don't even want to live in. Well, create, yeah. And I think it's important to create a space um, where we can talk about this. And I think it is important for 
us being men to speak on the topic of misogyny. But I feel like it would would be a little weird if we didn't have uh, another presence here to talk about this topic. We have a guest with us today. Uh, You know her, you love her. She's been on the podcast before. I'm going to go ahead and introduce her, Nakaira, even though she needs no introduction. Go ahead and say hi, Nakaira. Hi. Point the mic. Point the mic. Back on the podcast again. How does it feel to be in the Evil Ego Hour? Well, it feels kind of appropriate because on a podcast about women hating, yeah, you've got the woman we hate the most. Huh? <laughs> yeah, that was no. yeah. nice. So before we do anything, you already know how we operate here. Yeah, let's get like into you're definition. looking into the wind, all bewildered, like you don't have to read a definition right now. Are you ready? No, I'm ready. I'm ready for this episode. Okay, let's do the we definition do it, of. Misogyny. Misogyny. We have misogyny is the dislike of contempt for or ingrained prejudice against women. Mm. Yes. I love I like that definition. And ingrained in, prejudice. Yeah, um, it's it's there's a lot of definitions for misogyny, um, and there's a lot of expressions for it. And I think that it's important for us to talk about that. Um, but maybe we should talk about a lot of ways that it manifests itself. Yeah, there's a lot of ways that misogyny manifests itself, and even and you know as a result of rampant patriarchy and 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 those types of things. Um, oh yeah, big fans of patriarchy here on this podcast. We talk about it often. Uh, one half of this podcast has been. <laughs> 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 uh, um, you want to talk about a little bit Because um, the etymology of the word When it gets uh, broken down a little bit mm-hmm. Misos means hatred And uh, geni mm-hmm. It looks like it means, means woman Guinea? Or geni Is yeah. it jiny? Jiny I don't, know. I, don't know. I don't know if it's that one <laughs> um, But yeah it's it's And you know it starts in like Greece And it's crazy like when, when I was doing my studying for this There was a lot of um a lot of literature that was written like in contempt for for women like aristotle fucking believed that women were just incomplete men and that yeah um, we're gonna get into a little bit of that too because that even bled into a lot of the medical beliefs that that women were just <laughs> women were just the lesser versions of men they were still men yeah but they just had a few little uh, additional attachments <laughs> uh yeah additional and then some attachments taken away All right um but the, he he aristotle believed that women only contributed um, matter into the world and and to the generation of their offspring, but they didn't contribute form. So he believed that women, their strength lied in obeying men because men's courage lied in creating form and creating direction. Mm-hmm. And so he often undermined women because he didn't think that naturally they um, that they craved form or that they wanted form, like. Nikara, would you say that like women don't like form or they like things to be formless or like free and flowing? Do you like do you feel like there's any truth in that? I think that women can see things in a less I don't even want to say less obvious way because I guess what we think would be obvious would be just um, maybe just like less linear. You know, it doesn't have to be one thing after that. I think women can see more outside the box because also women's lives are more likely to change um, and be t- and you just have to adapt mm-hmm. to it. So. 
yeah. when you're developing a society, I can see why he valued form over everything else because he's they're trying to put things together. And, and whenever you're talking about like this conversation of what men and women are better at, I feel like we see women as seeing like outside the box and the men are the ones who kind of put the box together. You feel me? Yeah, yeah. I mean, but even even in that, like that's because that's the way we built our society. Right. Like we built our society based off of like patriarchy. Well, yeah, like but like, you know, not even just to like throw the the grand term out there. Like we built it based off of like a lot of logic and reason um, because, you know, it gets us to a certain direction. But at, at a certain point, there's like more to human existence than just accomplishing goals. And so the patriarchy became like rampant when we started to undermine like our emotions and, and our experiences in that way. Well, let's talk about some personal accounts then if, if we're going to get into it, because we talk about what fucking Aristotle believes, but who cares? He's dead. What, how, how has uh, misogyny affect your life personally? And I'll um, tell you, me, and then we could talk about Nakara's experience. I mean, for me, I've like, I, I think my father is like extremely like misogynistic. <laughs> yeah, like I've heard him I've heard him say some really wild shit in like in front of me and, and you were I, pretty much raised by all women though, right? I mean, uh yeah, I mean even you know, my father was in my life growing up to a certain point. Um but I was still I still like floated more towards hanging out with my mother because she was a lot more caring and a lot mm. like she nurtured a lot more and and my father was the complete opposite of that. He was like the stereotypical patriarchal um misogynistic man where he like under undermined like a woman's values and um so how would he but in what way would he pull you to the side and be like let me tell you a little something about bitches son no 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 he was just like the way he he treated and the way he treated my mother and the way he like he disrespected her and the way he undermined her value and what she had to say and her thoughts and things like that Mm -hmm. and even like more recently like i've I've, like because he got upset because of like a family issue and You know, it involved the virus, honestly, but in his like angry outrage, he um, he literally said, like, I think women are actually retarded. And I was like, Uh what? Like he was like, I really think women are retarded. They just do things out like they don't think. Like two they, things wrong with that statement, oh Jesus. <laughs> yeah, and, and it was just like, wow, you really hate women, and I mean, but it shows in like you know his his violence, and it shows in like the way he disrespects women and and undermines them and and who they are as people. Like it's not even just because they're women. It's like you're under you're only undermining their personhood because they're a woman like you wouldn't treat yourself or i won't know he maybe treats himself like that on a low but you know you wouldn't treat a man that way you wouldn't talk to a man that way right because he probably thinks that women's thought he doesn't like how women think like a decision a woman would make he'd be like oh that's stupid so he just thinks these type of decisions that he doesn't agree with most likely come from women right right no and that's very accurate and i think a lot of men um I mean, I think it's both ways that men and women don't really understand like the motivations. Yeah, yeah of, women think that about men too. Of the yeah, we don't understand the motivations of the other sex, but because you know where we're at in society, it's a lot easier for us to oppress women um, in these subtle or like very explicit ways. Um, I want to ask you, Nakara, if you've had any experience with misogyny, but that's kind of like a stupid question because it's like ingrained into society. But I mean, um, yeah, I'm not really sure, but I think that. Just in general, like personality wise, I might not see the things that 
hold me back as much mm. just because uh, that's just like a personality type, you know, thing. So, so you don't like to, oh shit, sorry. So you don't like to pay attention to, um, to the things that are oppressing you. You don't like to give it a lot of attention. Yeah. I might not have known what would happen if I was a man also, because I just feel like as a person, I have like a strong will. I feel like I have more influence. Some people even might say that's like a masculine quality. Mm. Women and men are just different. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of hard for me to see. I can see the limitations that people put on other people. And I'm like, when I see that in them, I'm like, oh my God, that's not, that's not me at all. Like I was telling Ted about how misogyny can come from other women. Right. Yeah. I actually have, I want to talk about that. And you know what is weird because women hating it said prejudice too. And what about just bias? Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, because some people aren't, you know, like maybe your dad or somebody saying like, uh, Oh, I hate this thing that women do. I hate women or people just, they just think certain things and they don't even know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like other women will be telling women how to dress or how not to dress because inadvertently it might be their fault if something happens. Mm. Right. Yeah. Because they know, even if they're saying like, Oh, men are stupid. Men don't know. But they're still putting it on the women's responsibility. Kind of like blaming the woman if if something were to happen. Well, she she should have known not to wear that dress. And you think that's yeah. misog- that's a, an effect that's of misogyny? That's misogyny. So, for instance, yeah. so me not really being aware of if that's affecting me is because if somebody said that to me, I'd be like, "What are you talking about?" Mm-hmm. But other girls definitely, yeah, you're right. Like, right, you know, and only only when I see that, then I would it would stick out to me. Mm-hmm. But I'm not really aware on my own just because. Like, maybe I'm just somewhat stubborn in the first place. So right. whatever rules there might be, you know. You don't even give right. them any mind or attention. Yeah, whether it's like race or sex or whatever. Okay. So, Ted, what, like, what is your experience with misogyny? Or have you, have you witnessed any, like, you know, violent misogyny? or? Um, I haven't witnessed a lot of um, overt misogyny. Definitely a lot of covert misogyny. The thing that I wanted to uh, talk about for the most part um, the thing that first came to my mind when we were talking about having this as a topic was music. That's mm-hmm. all I could think yeah. about is music because yeah. as, at a certain point in my life, I made this turn. And I don't know when it happened, but I started to get super sensitive to the misogyny in music. Mm. Like uh, I started listening to a lot of like the newer artists and, and I started really appreciating a lot of the um you know what they call emo rappers and, and um what do they call them whisper what uh, mumble rap yeah mumble rappers whisper. uh I sound like i'm fucking <laughs> 59 Are you right now like- <laughs> what, what what they call them um the little 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 Bodie? like no um i couldn't you know but after a while the more I would listen, I would be like, what is he actually saying? We're dancing to this? It's like, I don't know if we think about how much it's programmed into our mind through the music because other messages get programmed into our mind through music. Mm-hmm. We don't think about how misogyny gets programmed into our mind from the music that we listen to. Yeah. We're just fucking twerking to it. We're turning up. And it's like literally, it sounds like they almost hate women in certain songs. Yeah, I mean, that's essentially what misogyny is. It's like a hatred towards women. Um, and Nakaira was starting to step into it, but I, I want to move towards, um, at least for a second, because, you know, it's kind of weird for us to focus on this for too long. But um, women's role in misogyny is also very prevalent, and women's role in misogyny and um, patriarchy, it also, you know, it reinforces that, you know, that standard and it reinforces these ideas that we go into. And I, like, 
one thing that I learned um, while I was doing the research was how, um, well, I didn't really need to learn it through the research. Um, you kind of see it when you see women defending rapists, when you see women defending, mm-hmm. um, say it again? R. Kelly. Yeah, when you see women. Yeah, people, yeah women will definitely uh, talk about, though. I, I feel like just as many women, I mean, I've heard, mm-hmm. talk about how, you know, it was the girl's fault or whatever. And that, well, go ahead. Yeah, like women defending misogyny. Like, I think it's it's wild to think that, you know, women think, women have been in this environment that, ingrains misogyny so deep into them that they will like you said be biased towards men or to um always talk in favor of men to think less of themselves as well as women around them because of what men had pushed onto them and other women who have also pushed onto this idea that like you said um if, if she's wearing that dress she should know better instead of like men shouldn't be fucking violent towards women or anybody for that matter like is i don't violence is rarely needed because that's just another example of how we underestimate women Mm -hmm. is to think that misogyny could go on if women didn't go on with it Hmm. like because society is still even if women were silenced whatever um they're still a part of society Mm -hmm. so there's just as many people like with any issue that that started and then there's people that perpetuate it and then there's people that stand by mm-hmm. there's people that wouldn't have done it otherwise unless other people were doing it there's all different types mm-hmm. of roles in keeping something going mm-hmm. and women will support women support good things and bad things women support just you know so it's like maybe that's just one way society like you know society will go on even longer than this so maybe that's the first way this maybe this is society in its infancy is the Yeah, well, at least, well, no, because it it still runs like it was in a lot of other societies as well. Like misogyny didn't start in America. No, I mean, like even from, you know, the beginning of civil and it might have been because like if we all just went back to the wilderness, technically men are physically stronger. So they would just have any job that applies to that. So if, if all we have is our bodies, it's not like women have uh, less power. That's just one type of power. So, women, right. you know, if you're busy doing that, you also have a, a higher risk, like, you know, of, of death or whatever. Mm-hmm. So you're more vulnerable. Yeah. I mean, really, women provided 80% of the calories mm. for the whole uh, group because meat wasn't a big, you know, you would catch meat sometimes, but vegetables were reliable and that's what women would be. Wow, that's very interesting. The gatherers? Yeah, the gatherers. Just in those types of, like all over, like in every continent, like at different times, but Mm -hmm. just in the beginning when they were hunter gatherers, Mm -hmm. usually it would be most of the, definitely over 50%. Wow. But most of the calories would be from vegetables because that's just more reliable. It takes more attention. You have to know when to move around. You have to be able to decipher between different types of details, like color and shape to know what something is. Right, but like for some reason, men have found a way to devalue women. Because um, that is not so in your face. It's like, it's quiet or it's mm, just... It takes more time. It and takes it also a lot more was patience. Still, yeah, and it also was still powerful even though people didn't believe. It doesn't matter if people think it is or not. So I think it, I think this like... Because when I was when I was researching about this, um, one of the Greek philosophers, um, his name is um marcus cicero he described misogyny as like a disease um which stemmed from the fear of women and so you know if if men fear women then 
that must mean women have some type of power over men. Well, it's also fear can come from a lack of understanding as well. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's, it's I think it's also that it is the acknowledgement that women have some type of power, which they do. The women have a lot of power, whether it, you, you know, you you can classify the different types of power that women might have. But um, I think the the fear of kind of like the sexual power that women have like over men has been exaggerated over years. Like beyond the sexual power that women have over men, I think there's also a a much more like emotional power um, that and and a societal power because um, I think we've seen it a lot in the Me Too movement and how um, men reacted to to some of the to the women speaking out. Where um, through the, through that power, like a societal and emotional um, sense, where women have this power to um, really shame and, and outcast men, um, I think that a lot of men rebel against that power um, because they know that if a woman like says something about you, whether it's true or not, and most of the time, um, you know, if a woman says a man rapes her then most of the yeah. time it's true yeah they're not outwardly just trying to volunteer that information <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah like at the same time though like i think men are afraid of that type of power that women have what like when they pow- just got that power that's so crazy it's like they, they, this this the power to to outcast you to shame you yeah um mm-hmm. that shame is a very very powerful emotion and i, I would go as far as to say it's just as powerful even more powerful um than fear that that shame will like really cripple somebody more than than fear, and I think women have that a uh, much higher power um, than than men in that sense. And I think men have tried to shame women for a really long time, and that power is slowly diminishing because there's you know women realize that like a lot of the things that men are shaming them for is absolutely the ludicrous like it's want. yeah it's just like it's it's fucking stupid a lot of the time we don't understand how deeply these messages are being ingrained into the way that we kind of see the world and you know we're talking about the history of misogyny you would think science is supposed to be objective it's like a, a set of steps that kind of helps you see how the world works um, and you would think something like misogyny would be left out of science because it because of all the systems in place to to recognize what is real. But it's it's kind of crazy how deep misogyny is ingrained into science because around the times when a lot of these ideas were were being birthed, the idea that a woman was weaker or crazier or just less smart or capable than a man was running rampant through the science. Uh, scientific community. So I want to talk about a few of these ideas that may still be lingering or some that aren't lingering at all, but are kind of just fucking crazy, mm-hmm. if I may. I want to talk about this thing called wandering womb. Wandering womb. Can, can we get womb. into that? Oh, God. That sounds terrible. Now I think, <laughs> well, you know, where's my womb? Can a man help me find my womb, please? You know about hysteria, right? Yes. What hysteria. is hysteria? Um, hysteria is a condition described in the oldest medical document ever recovered. Just think of that. Um, and it was attributed to only women, and its symptoms were mainly uh, psychiatric, and it ranged from, like, depression, a sense of suffocation, and imminent death. Including if she did have some kind of uh, disorder, like, you know, I don't know, bipolarism, or if she did have anxiety, depression, whatever, it was just attributed to her, her having a uterus. <laughs> Oh, wow. you just got a uterus, honey. You'll be fine. Yeah, you'll be fine. 
No, actually, no. They actually, do you know what the treatment for that used to be? You didn't? What? Did you say it? Orgasms. It, yeah, it said that. It's um, an excuse to masturbate women. Yeah, it said it said well, that depending on who you consulted, the cures range from sexual abstinence to prescribed sex. Or some people argue that there was like herbal mixtures and stuff that you can that you can take to uh, cure your uterus disease. Around, around what time was 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 this idea like running? Um, this was like 1896. This idea was like really had started to like gain some legs in the That's scientific when it was, community when it was written. Yeah, I mean, and to me, it's like you know, I I have even here it says in the 19th century, uh, physicians no longer believed that the womb wandered, but many of the ideas. Um, underlying the concept of hysteria for instance like the uh, female reproductive organs um, being blamed for psychiatric problems that idea stuck around up to the late 1900s where you know people were doing gynecological uh, exams on women in asylums thinking like if we can just fix this pesky uterus so we can get your mind right right now like it's so weird and they like, might have been the same psychiatric problems that a man could have like the de- anxiety depression, depression right. and stuff mm-hmm. but they wouldn't have said oh it's because of your testicles or something they would they probably i mean back then they probably wouldn't give you help either they did not have that stuff figured out <laughs> but <laughs> they would just think oh it's just a, and because the thing is if you say that it's because of a uterus well all women or most women have uteruses so it's just so many ignored it's easy. It's, I feel like it's easy to just target the the differences in in women and men, especially when men are the ones who are running these organizations, who are the, the men are the only ones who are having these positions of power. And that's what you know. We talk about it before, but having like diverse people of people in power um, allows these things to kind of stop or be stamped out because it's not just the main reason why is because all the men were the doctors. All right. The that's what I'm saying. There probably wasn't a lot of female scientists, female doctors. And this again comes from the lack of understanding. You, you are not understanding that this is a different thing from you. You know, they used to think that the uterus could just fall out if, if the woman exerted herself too much. There's a, there's a study, um, in the journal of sports history in 19, actually 1898, uh, a Berlin doctor wrote that exertion could cause the uterus to shift position in the body, resulting in sterility, and quote, thus defeating a woman's true purpose in life. Oh, whoa. yikes. Yeah, and, uh, and for some Zoinks. reason, a, a woman's, you know, and that's just another thing that's Canceled. just a, a result of like misogyny is to think that women's only purpose is to just create people. Yeah. Um, until very recently, doctors and scientists considered women, medically speaking, the same as men. And it was. Um, what year did this happen? Well, up until what do you mean? This is up until recently. This is up until the 2000s. We're still kind of operating out of this idea that that women are kind of the same as men and men are kind of the default medically. And. Women are men just with a few variations. And it says, in fact, up into to up until the late 2000s or early 2000s, the medical community finally formally acknowledged that women are not small men. That's a quote. Women are not. Small that is a quote. Yes. Yeah, so the medical community finally acknowledged that. That's good, though. That's fucking crazy. That's, <laughs> if anything, though, We're getting somewhere, at least. Start out with your base parts is more... It's not a man or a woman because it's still immature, but, like, as a fetus, you're more similar to... 
to a woman, right? A woman, yeah. Yeah, you start off a woman, and I think that's also a biblical idea that that men that women are just uh, a variation of a man because yeah, we they came, took the rib. Yeah, Eve came from the rib of yeah. of Adam, and to think that you know, but we actually start as women, and then. You know, we get that Y chromosome, and then now mm-hmm. we become men. Yeah. So the whole thing is flipped. And, and I feel like they knew it was flipped, and they decided, to, like, we can't let them know this because then we won't be able to control shit. Let's, uh, let's, 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 let's switch this up. And, and another thing with the medical community is that, like, a lot of stu- more studies are ran on on men than, than yeah. women. And, mm-hmm. like, when it comes to—I know um, this personally because I have a history of, of heart disease in my family that women— um, women are at higher risk of heart disease, partially because there's more research done on men for heart disease than women. Wow. Yeah, I think that's that's super interesting. And we're talking about how these ideas kind of become ingrained. We're talking about like why this hatred for women has formed over time. We kind of talked about the power that women have, the the, the sexual power. But then the Kyra kind of brought up a very interesting point about the population control aspect of it. What were you, what were you saying about that? Well, this isn't my idea. Like this is an idea that's mm-hmm. out there. Um, I don't know who, but... People, they think that in hunter-gatherer societies, they didn't really have monogamy. Like, they may have, but it wasn't, like, a rule. So women had as equal of a standing because it was understood that they got food. They had, like, a, a valuable role. They raised kids, all that kind of stuff. And then once people discovered that if you leave, you know, people think that agriculture came from dumps, that women looking through, uh, when you throw away seeds and you throw away stuff that you don't need, that they would notice that plants would grow. And it's more likely that they would realize that because they were the ones who were around, like wherever they were living. So then when they had, uh, when they grew things, then they could stay in one area um, and then they could have livestock, they can have possessions because before they wouldn't have very many possessions because they had to move around. Mm. And the more stuff that they start to accumulate, people usually never accumulated enough stuff that it would last um, after they did. Oh. So you would die and you have stuff to leave over mm-hmm. to your kids. Because and you're staying stable now. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So usually people would only have it. That's kind of like when people live paycheck to paycheck. That's This is when people could finally start, quote unquote, saving money where they had more stuff than they could even use saving stock yeah so they had you know land or whatever that they wanted to pass on but to who so they wanted to make sure that certain kids were their kids which is Mm -hmm. you know a woman knows who her kids are and before that it may not have mattered because everybody took care of everybody's kids because you didn't have anything anyway you just had each other so then they wanted to see they wanted to make sure that women were not sleeping around that's why controlling um, how women look and covering them up, and they mm. say they first did that in Mesopotamia. So that's mm. current day um, Iraq, Iraq. So by cover, so basically, yeah, that was their type of paternity test by making sure that the woman didn't have sex with anyone ever. Like so, you know, the virginity thing. Keep, that's why virginity is usually more important to women than men. Because they, but wait, why is this? Um, I think I missed something. Because they want to, because if you control who a woman sleeps with, then you will know that if you marry her, that the kids that she has are your kids. And, and so you, you can, would pass those things down to her. Yeah, you don't want her to sneak somebody else's baby in there. Before uh, it wouldn't matter. People have different, people had different ways that they thought that paternity happened. 
uh, some societies, women would have sex with a bunch of different men who she wanted all the qualities of her, uh, she wanted those qualities for her kid. Oh. And they thought that they, the sperms just were mixed together and then you make a baby out of all those. So it was all of their babies. That was one, that's one, I don't even know where that's from, but they had, there's different societies from different places that that's believe something similar to that. Or just, it wasn't like the woman would just be with one man, you know, all the time. And that's even the way that your own uterus works. Like the egg, they think that the egg chooses the sperm that are good and repels the one that are bad. Some of those sperm might have defects. Some of them might, you know, so it's like the egg is selective. So just the way that we see it might even be backwards. Mm. So that could just be one part of it. it this the patriarch could just be happening right now, and then we evolve. No, I mean I think that's an interesting idea is that you want to control women because you want to control, like, make sure that your kid is. I mean, at least the origin of it is that yeah. we want to make sure that that kid is ours, so that what I give to that kid, it's 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 passing on. So that my, my genes, genes will go on. But yeah, if I mean say, they probably didn't think of it as genes, but they yeah, just know but it's they my know that kid. their their kid is their kid. But before that, everybody took care of everybody's kids, and really, there's no reason why we can't do that. But then we ha- would have then we would have childcare in uh, in jobs because it's like why would it why would you not want to pay for my kid? My kid is your kid. So, you know, why would you not want to let me... Why would you want to make me work and not have anyone to take care of my kid when we all have kids? Right. But where did the repressive nature come from, though? Like, when did it start being like... uh, And women are actually worse than men. I I can see where... I can see how that idea is birthed because you got to kind of organize your society in a way where you know who's getting what. But where did the idea that women are worse... I mean, you know, with a lot of, like, you know, philosophical history kind of oh, I can't I can't guarantee this but a lot of it being traced back to like Greece like I was saying earlier that you know a lot of them believed that women's role was just to create and because they like like you were saying like we're focused on forming society organizing things that men have a higher inclination um, to want to do that to be more structured um, that's more of a of a masculine trait a lot of people say and and because you know, men are typically more masculine than, you know, women may not be seen as very useful um, units of a society. Mm. Or maybe they were seen as so useful that to misuse their purpose was seen as so Mm. detrimental to society. So we have to control So if you don't shut up and use that uterus Mm -hmm. for what it's for, then we're going to be in big trouble. Make sure it doesn't fall out. Like slave owners thought that it was slaves duty or black people's duty to follow white people. Why? Because they just needed them to do Mm -hmm. just because that was for their purpose. So they're going to ingrain it that, this is your role. This is what you should be doing because mm, so it's So you kind of oppress somebody you need eventually. Yeah, you of course you need them. That's why it's not as... Um, they, that's the power that yeah, they have. Yeah, that's why that servants are not more or less important than people that they're serving. It's still a relationship because you want you want them for a reason like mm-hmm. you know yeah you need them for a reason yeah. otherwise you wouldn't have them exactly it's so funny to you know we have a word for the hatred of women is there a word for the hatred of men it is misandry really misandry 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 okay yeah uh, but the, the misandry actually reminds me of how like fe- feminism kind of got like a bad rap through the media and i mean there's a, like there's a lot of different generations of um, feminism that has like came out over time and we've, we've actually seen feminism advance a lot um, but the way the media portrays feminism these days is like misandry it's where it's just like you're just hating men and it's it, it really isn't about the hatred of men 
Well, yeah, there's a lot of different. There's like a lot of in. That's with any group. There's and a lot of infighting and stuff. And some and some of them do hate men. Yeah, yeah. I've heard yeah. people say that. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. I mean, I, I and I feel like personally, that's why I like tried not to say that I'm a feminist. Like always, because of the way like people portray feminists that. You know, you you hate men, or that like you're, you know, there's just a certain archetype. There's all different types of things that they attribute to the word, and and, and feminists are just people who think women should have rights. So we're all feminists, hopefully. Like I don't. Yeah, I mean, I, I I mean, it's very hard for me to say because I just have this idea of like a typical feminist in my head, right? And, and even like being a man, being a feminist, it is also like a very there's a stereotypical thing that comes with that. So it always I like think people like that nowadays. People. I mean. But they also think that like the you know, man is just secretly trying to get women yeah, by it's like, pretending it's, it's to be I- feminist. It's, you know? it's an idea of like that that man is just trying to pander women yeah. and and you know just kiss women's ass and like even women don't like there's women who speak against that and so oh, really? I mean that's not why I, I more so my my reason for being hesitant to call myself a feminist is just the the stereotypes that get pushed on. Uh, fem- like feminists and, and male feminists. Yeah, and there's and there's so many different forms of misogyny. Nakara was telling me about a form of misogyny that's specific to Black women, which I which kind of blew my mind when she started talking about it. What it, what is the name for it again? It's misogynoir. Massage and noir. Massage oh, noir. noir. So yeah. So it's not. I don't know if it's like a. It's just like womanism. If you heard of womanism versus feminism, hmm. just because feminism would tend to leave black women out. Um, and you could also just so say feminism is normally talking about white women. You're it's saying? not talking about white women. It's talking about women, and in that way, it naturally leaves out black women. Oh, right. In case it, it, you know, in some. It's not cases. intersectional, right? Yeah. So you could just say, "Oh, that's racist and that's sexist." But sometimes it's a specific type. Sometimes, you know, societal norms, whatever it may be, a white woman would be would do something and it's like, oh, you can't do that because you're a woman, but you're excused because you're white, at least. Like, it might just be right. some cases where it's still not going to be the same experience of a black woman as a white woman. Mm. So, misogynoir, it says, uh, misogyny directed towards black women where race and gender both play uh, roles in bias. So that could also be um, where medically even mm-hmm. uh, black women are a lot of times not the black women are told that they're strong. So that also means that you need less attention. Mm-hmm. So that's a uh, that's sexist. But that type of sexism is not applied to white women. Right. A lot of times if white women say that something is wrong, even if it's not, they might be paid attention to. Mm. And black women could be going through the same thing or just might get more media attention or whatever. And more black women. I'm not going to say more, but a significant amount of black women or, you know, whatever go missing. And it's not talked about as much as as white women, for example. Yeah, if a white woman goes missing, they're going to fucking turn over every leaf. Yeah, or if a doctor's, if you're, if a white woman is at a doctor's office and she says something hurts, I think that he would feel more like he's hurting something that is delicate or something like that or soft. Yeah, that's been proven. They done they they've ran tests to show that people that the medical community literally thinks black people and especially black women can withstand a lot more yeah. pain than other people. Yeah, and they like survey medical students have said this. It wasn't even that long. I would say it's like less than a decade ago. No, I, th- I, I think it, I think it was within the last like five five years that they ran this test. It may have, I want to say it was in the last like two or three years, but definitely within the last five years that they found out that. 
that they think that black people are just can withstand more more pain and because of that especially during childbirth a lot we have a lot more maternity deaths um from, yeah, black from black women. Yeah, from black women, or even like just like lasting, uh, lasting medical issues mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. So it's just like, why does it? Just a question. Why does there need to be a specific word about black feminism? Are we picking at stuff? Whatever. Do we just want to be argumentative? It's like you can see how it is specific cases that you would only see in being black and female. Right. So I want to speak a little bit. That, that was amazing. <laughs> Thank y'all. We're dropping serious bars. I just wanted to be quiet during that part. I want to kind of end on some talk about chivalry because I've heard a lot about chivalry growing up and I heard about like what chivalry is supposed to be. You know, you hold the door for the woman, you pull the seat out. What for was the chivalry woman. for you though? Like well, what how, was that? It was things like that. It was it, it was, was just um doing little things to make sure, you know, the women that you are around are, are comfortable. Um you would walk on a certain side of the woman when you're walking I'm down very, the street. I'm very strict on that. You would walk to you would walk to why very the men have have to walk on the side of the cars, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. To make sure that if I'm a car very, does I'm very on the big sidewalk, on for some reason. I die immediately and not yeah. her. Yeah, I mean, if, right. I, I don't know. Okay. I mean, but who taught you your chivalry growing up? Um, well, some of it was from my mom and my aunt, and my grandmother, because I did grow up with all women. Um, but uh, Nakara taught me a lot too, like things that I didn't know were, you know, things that and that you were used deemed. To not open the door. Yeah, I just used to walk in the bitch. I used to just open the channel, just walk right in. And some people think that, like, why should you open the door if I'm capable of opening the door? Why? Well, that's what I want to get into because I I looked up the definition of chivalry, right? Because I have heard in different kind of, uh, and this is a feminist standpoint, the the generalized feminist standpoint, um, that you know chivalry is kind of misogynistic. And I always thought, how is that misogynistic if you're trying to help women? It seems like the opposite. But then when I looked up the definition of chivalry i was like this is a little shaky right it says the combination of qualities expected in the ideal knight because the word um chivalry comes from cavalier whatever the latin root of like it means horse yeah. So, um, so courage, honor, courtesy, justice, and the readiness to help the weak. And the when women. I, women, yeah. And I'm like, okay, so how did chivalry get depends transferred to women? Well, yeah, it, it, it does depend on which definition, but I think that I think sentiment that a, would be yes. repeated. It is to help the weak. And I'm the thinking, well, you got, yeah, you got to open the door. Make sure you open the door for it. And I can see why feminists are like, I can open my own damn door. Yeah, I can pull out my, my own my chair. Are weak. I, I, I got the. Well, your wrists are weak. That's separate from all women. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's funny because I I think I've actually heard that before. And um, I kind of use that as my excuse not to give a woman my seat while I'm on the train. (laughs) I'm like, man, my fucking back hurts too. I'm not going to demean you in that way, ma'am. And I wouldn't want somebody to do if Unless I would say somebody that you see is literally weak. And if you don't always see being weak as a woman, if somebody's pregnant, I would give up my seat. Yeah, for sure. Or if somebody had another handicap and they were a man uh maybe you know i would give up my seat but just if no i'm saying maybe if i do or somebody old i'm saying somebody uh-huh. who has a physical disability which being pregnant is like kind yeah. of like a disability and so is so being a woman it's just if you don't see any type of woman as being like more weak maybe you worked a long day she doesn't really uh-huh. she might not need that you know so yeah and i think a lot of men like also like oh but maybe she has like her period and she's just like <laughs> 
Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can just, you can make up so many excuses to, like, kind of be. Back to the time. Yeah. So it's like. Yeah. Chivalry does seem a little condescending, if, like, when I think about it. Yeah. So when yeah. you say, is it misogynistic, is it hating women? Maybe you can root a lot of things back to hating women, but, but I would It can still, also be a dislike or, like, some some type um, of condescension. Or just a, a, a bias, just a. I'm not even. It's hard to say because I want to say bias because that means a difference in treatment. But you should treat people different depending on if the situation is different. Uh-huh, right. So people just think like if you women are different than men, people don't want to like acknowledge that. Yeah, so you need to handle that. it differently. But it's equal if you handle. They need certain things that men don't. Whatever. But and I think our society like right now is is testing a lot of those differences that are between women and men, and we're in a lot of. A lot of our society. I mean, we see it a lot in like you know gender politics, where we're figuring out what is really different between uh, men and women mm-hmm. because gender has played a huge role. And, and you know, misogyny doesn't just stop at women; it also starts. Um, I mean, it also continues into you know young men growing up and how men are treated or how young boys are are treated um, by both their mother and father, in which like. If a, if a young man, you know, once you get to a certain age, people stop caring about your emotions as a man. And so that's the that's a way like misogyny and patriarchy also fucks up men and even men into well into their adulthood and throughout their lives is that like we often don't feel like we can express our emotions mm-hmm. because yeah, women are weak. You're not weak. You're strong. You yeah, gotta be you're strong. You're supposed to be able to. You're supposed to be able to um, endure that. And but that's something that we put onto ourselves. Yeah. What hurts women hurts everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. What hurts women hurts everybody. That's exactly. why they want to try to control us. Exactly. Now, how do we fix this then? Because we were talking about a lot of you know the different ways that it manifests itself. We talk about even chivalry, something that on the outward. Uh, the outward appearance of it seems like a good thing, but when you get into the nitty gritty of it, it actually has some slightly misogynistic, slightly sexist undertones to it. So how do we fix it? You were telling me something. Uh, well, one of the, you know, not all of the Greek philosophers hated women, and there was a oh, Greek, that's good. Greek no. philosopher. No, not all of them. <laughs> wow. Um, there, was a, <laughs> there was a Greek philosopher named uh, Chrysippus. I want to say, I don't know. They all got names like this. <laughs> Chrysippus, yes, that's why. That's why um, he loves women. No, but he he compared the hatred of women with like the hatred of humanity, and and I think that's very interesting um, to think about because anything that gears towards disliking women or or hating women um, is is an act of violence against humanity. Um, But he also kind of coined a phrase, and you know, it kind of birthed this whole idea of phylogeny, which is just a person who likes or admires women. And I think if we practice more mm. phylogeny, phylogeny, and this is a word I just learned, so I may, I may be saying be, it completely wrong. I may be saying it wrong. We're going to um, rock with it. Let's go. Yeah, we'll rock with phylogeny. Uh, but I think if we find ways that we can practice in our daily lives to show admiration, appreciation, um, like love Support. towards towards women, um, that we can slowly start to work out like this this very ugly what I also agree is a disease and that and it affects everybody. I think that Well how does it look like? How does phylogeny look? Does it is it a verbal acknowledgement? How did that's what I mean, how does it look? Do we do are we are we writing letters? What do we how how we do this? Um I I mean I think maybe in society, like in laws and stuff like that? I mean definitely in laws, but I think it you know, I'm always a big advocate for it starting in yourself. So it really it starts in like how you think about things mm-hmm. and you know how you think about things and how you view the world often affects your actions and so 
um, if if you think that you know women being able to be such complex beings or being so emotional, if you instead stop saying, "Oh, that's so stupid," women are so emotional; they're less than me, or that um, that this makes them weaker, and you instead say, "Wow, like women can experience so much out of life, so much off, depth of emotion." Yeah, this it's a lot of depth, and you start to you know put these more um, positive attributes to these things that we've been taught are very negative and make them weak and like wow they can experience this this makes them very strong um maybe try to see which ways you can relate to them as well right right facts is that facts facts do you think we did what we came here to do today i think we did you think we rambled enough i know our guests how do you feel feel about this this? that's what's the most important i was gonna say that you guys are the worst examples of misogyny. Oh, <laughs> I thought I was going somewhere else there. Good. Well, uh, good, good. I wasn't always the worst example of misogyny. I think I, I probably, oh. I've, I've come away. Oh yeah. And because a lot of stuff is internalized, and it's like you don't even realize. Yeah, you don't even realize, and there's no shame if you're misogynistic. You know, it, it shouldn't. Mm, little shame. Get it together. Get it okay, together. I mean, yeah. A, okay. <laughs> there's, there's a little shame if, if you're just like very, you know. You just voluntarily are are misogynistic, but there's a lot of things that we don't know that are happening underneath the surface and they're ingrained into the fabric of our society. We're born into this world and to a very misogynistic world and both men and women experience that. So like, you know, if you do realize that you're misogynistic in some way, like that's okay. That's okay. Forgive yourself. Yeah. But call it out and and continue and to call for it out. Ways to see because you, you're not gonna see it yeah. unless you're looking. That's the first step. That's yeah. the first step. Coach Kota Manawi, can you let the people know what we need out of them? Please, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. Check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Evil Eagle Hour. Yeah. And please go to EvilEagleHour.com. Sign up for our newsletter. I'm actually gonna do one this week. And um, make sure you comment, like, subscribe, do all those good things if you're feeling generous if you're feeling courteous if you're feeling charitable feel free to leave us a tip in the link in the description of this episode you can give anywhere from a dollar to fifty dollars to support us and all of our subscription services that we use to keep our podcast up running let's go you ready to get up out of here man? i'm ready to get out of here and love some women less we love women over here i was about to say hoes i'm not gonna do this to myself wow, you I, t- I just thought it would see, be appropriate i have an issue i have a problem yeah you have a lot of internalized hoes can be men see see you're being misogynistic thinking that yeah i don't i don't no let's get out of here no peace, peace.